Hello, and welcome to Final Show Films. I'm the executive producer here, John Bates, uh, and I've got a few pre-show notes for you. First of all, I'd like to thank our $25 tier supporters, Antitonic, Cat Waterflame, Samantha Bates, and Maureen Monty, without whom we wouldn't be able to do much, uh, especially not all the content that we put forward now. I also want to thank all the people that have joined on with us since the, I would say, successful uh, experiment that was Midsummer Night's Dream. If you're interested in that, go check out our YouTube channel, where youtube.com slash Sinstaku, where we performed the world's first, as far as we're aware, live stream production of a community theater uh, performance of a Midsummer Night's Dream. That sounds like a lot of qualifiers. It's more just because that's the way I talk. Please go enjoy them, give us feedback, let us know if you'd like to see more of that in the future. If you'd like to support us financially, you can do so on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash fsfilms. You can also follow us on Twitter at Final Show Films or follow me personally at John A. Bates for all future updates and live notifications for our live stream. In the meantime, sit back, relax, enjoy. It's certainly being very loud. And we are live. Hello, everyone. I oh, apologize if you can hear a child screaming, but there's a child screaming in the background. <laughs> Somebody's getting dinner because he woke up from a nap really late. I am William, and I am the dungeon master for this Warcraft RPG campaign, Storm, Earth, and Fire. And joining me today, we have our players, starting with John. I'm John, and I'm playing Garrick, the orc shaman slash warrior, and I just woke up 30 minutes ago. <laughs> and Austin. Hi, I'm playing a troll who has recently <laughs> obtained levels in Hunter, so he's a troll hunter. One of these days, you will say his name. <laughs> nope, oh, yeah. for the audience. Did I say my name? Yes, did you? you did. Oh, I'm Garrick. Yeah. He's young at all. Yeah, he's young at all. And Stan. I'm uh, Josh the Goblin Tinker. And, yeah, he already said my name, so. <laughs> and Rudy? Yeah, I'm Rudy. I'm playing uh, Brick Earth Whisperer, uh, uh Rune Master. And uh, Holly will be joining us in just a moment after she puts to bed said child mentioned earlier. And Zachary will be joining us in a minute when he gets here. <laughs> So, uh, we'll go ahead and get into things. Last we left off, the group had arrived in Gadgetzan, and given an amount of time after making a deal with Mayor Marin Nogginfogger, uh, to Baron Marin Nogginfogger, I should correct. Um, Baron Marin Nogginfogger? Baron Marin Nogginfogger. Okay. Yes. Just wanted to clarify. Uh, that's a name. <laughs> um... And making a deal to secure some equipment and some equipment and um, supplies and vehicles transport back to Desolation Hold from the Horde. Now you had that same pickup that I did. <laughs> um, it wasn't a hiccup, it was a burp. Yeah. Uh, back to back to Desolation Hold, uh, and we're told to meet with a, an additional ally that had arrived to provide some support for the forces returning to the hold to settle this problem quickly. Uh, upon meeting their informant, their contact, Nathanos Blightcaller, in the tavern of Gadgetzan, they were greeted with not just Nathanos, one of the high-ranking officers of Mordoran and the Forsaken, <laughs> but also the Banshee Queen, Sylvanas herself, who apparently 
in a favor to the war chief, has agreed to settle things in the barons swiftly in exchange for some favor or alleviating of stress and tension from the war chief towards the forsaken. Um, and given the rest of the evening to make preparations and achieve rest before heading out in the morning, the group has sort of gone their separate ways to achieve what they need to get done. So we'll pick up with Josh. So you've arrived in Gadgetzan, and you you are greeted with is this is Gadgetzan is a massive like Tenaris, the area is a massive like ocean bottom desert kind of thing, where it's sort of, this looks like a place that had once been at the bottom of the ocean until the waters receded, and you are just left with a sparkling white desert. Okay. Um, in fact, as you wandered across Tenaris to get to Gadgetzan, you could see the massive skeletons of what looked like perhaps ancient plesiosaurs or giant dinosaur creatures uh, uh, sort of littering the desert in various places. That or just straight whales. Or whales, maybe. <laughs> Whatever. Um... And but when you get to Gadgetzan, you end up in sort of a um, almost a uh, a Moss Eisley style kind of location, where it's these these very large sort of sandstone walls around a completely goblin run place of business, by which we mean a wretched hive of scum and villainy, um, <laughs> but a very profitable hive of scum and villainy. <laughs> Um, and y your group made a quick deal with the Baron of Gadgetzan for, you know, passage back for equipment for vehicles. Um, and you've got the rest of the day to do what you will. So what are you up to? Okay. Um, part of the uh, dealing with getting supplies for the uh, for the fortification. Um, I would like to try to figure out if I can uh, make deals that. Just get raw materials so I can build a bunch of stuff on the way back, um, like crossbows and mis miscellaneous weapons, things like that, um, and and go ahead and charge the horde the whole thing and take the money. <laughs> Make a deal with somebody that'll that'll put down that he's selling me the stuff, but just get raw materials from him, and I can put it together on my way back. Yeah, and, take, and, take, and, a, take a modest scraping off the yeah, top. Yeah, a little scrape, yeah, on the top. That's, uh... <laughs> um, um, let's see. Let me see your skills real quick. My skills? Okay, yes. this is... Ah, stop it. Okay. I have a few skills here and there. Let me a bluff check. Yeah. Okay. Seventeen. All right. So, give me one second. The uh, the goblin that you're talking with knows these kinds of deals. He knows exactly what you're asking for and what and what the <coughs> material is going to be going for. He knows it'll be mostly helping out, but definitely a bit of profit to be made here. Yeah. So he will give you four hundred and fifty gold worth of materials. Okay. Uh, that he will charge the horde for, um, in for, for general purpose tinkering and work and engineering work. Okay. 
Uh, so you've got 450 gold worth of scrap. Great. Okay. Um. <clears throat> how the night, uh, the night before we, uh, how many days was it across to get to this place? Was uh, it was probably was, about four days, five days. Okay, but <clears throat> um, just before we left last, the two, two sessions ago, yeah. I was I was getting ready to forge my the little. Uh, Anything blunderbust? Any, anything can? Anything can? Yeah, go ahead and make the roll so for that. We'll for see that. you've been working on that the whole time. Okay, that's... Ah, where'd it go? There it is. Okay, so this is going to be weapon proficiency, not technic- technical device. Yeah, this will be engineering. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, engineering, right. Um, so... 26. 26. DC of 18, yeah. DC was 18? Yeah. Alright, let me check and make sure. Crafting times, because there was a point of beating the DC by a certain amount, but I don't think you made it. No. Um, um, was it by 10? Yeah, I had to beat it by 10. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, but you. So I got that. Uh, but you didn't. You didn't beat it by ten. But you got five days of work to <coughs> get done. Um, yeah. And you work at a speed of. You work at a speed of three hundred and fifty gold a day. So right. over the course of five days, you could get one thousand seven hundred and fifty gold worth of work done, assuming you had the materials. Yeah. Right. So. That was the market for two seventy. Okay, so you got that in a day. So basically. I got yeah. So I plastered that. Okay. So I just wanted to make sure I got that. Okay, so all these other materials and things, I'm gonna be working on just miscellaneous weapons. All right, things on the way back, and then. Uh, so yeah, I guess scraping together all my materials and things. <clears throat> All right, take a little while. Anything else we're looking for over the course of the next day? Um. <coughs> oh, yeah, I gotta make a couple of uh, little explosives. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, use more explosives. Well, I don't have any yet. I just I have all these great ideas and just haven't done anything with them yet. What did we figure the? Um, I don't have the DC written down for my... Uh, the 10 to craft DC on the bombs? Yeah. Uh, was, I think it was like 15. Yeah, okay. Oh, that's right. That's why I didn't write down, because all my D's... Yeah, okay. Okay. So, um, just throwing together miscellaneous of those things. Do you know what the? Uh, do you know what your price to put them together was? <laughs> it was going to be 20. Um, 20 gold. 20 a grenade, I think? Yeah. yeah. So I'm just going to... So, yeah, it's... Uh, I'm not going to make that many because I don't have that much material. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just going to make a few of them. To, uh, in a day's work, you can make 18 of them if you have enough If you have enough materials. Um, well, 17, technically. I'm down. Let's see. If I need enough materials, I have 132. Yeah, let's see. I can do I can do like six 
Yeah, you put together six of them. With that, with those materials, you can put together six of them. Yeah, okay. I'll do that. I just have to roll one, but a one, right? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. And so that's what we're going to be doing today. Uh, does anyone else have anything in particular they were looking to accomplish over the course of the next day? So we have a whole. So we we've been there the night. And we've got the whole day ahead. Yeah. Yeah. You, well, you just got there. You have the rest of the evening, and then the. I next think you actually already <laughs> spent because you were do, you were tra- you were dumpster diving. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm doing that for the evening. I wasn't sure. Yeah, so, no, we weren't doing anything else for the All evening right. as far as uh, I know. Well, um, as far as I know. Shiana was doing some stuff, but she'll be down in the... Was she? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she had some stuff to do, but she is not currently here. Um, we we can figure what we're doing next morning and retcop that, retcop that in, I'm sure. Yes. Um, but unless anybody else has anything they were looking to accomplish, you all take an evening of rest. Some of you getting a bit more work done before the morning. Um, and when the dawn arises and all of you rouse yourselves from the grip of sleep, uh, you awake in the tavern uh, and as you all come to and enter the main room, you are greeted by Nathanos, who you had met earlier, the Lady Sylvanas, waiting in the, just kind of <clears throat> leaning against the corner, observing everything in the room quietly. And about six undead individuals, all of them dressed in flowing black leather that is elegant and well-crafted with hoods pulled low obscuring their faces Uh, each of them just these pits of glowing red eyes being visible from underneath the hood as each of them carries a longbow and a quiver of arrows and a variety of blades across their person as the they look almost like They definitely seem to be an entourage for the Banshee Queen. Their style, their grace, their weaponry all seems to be modeled after hers. Do they have pointed ears? That's not easy to tell under the hoods, unlike game graphics. I mean, they they stick to the hood in the game. Yeah. (laughs) Also, it probably depends on the condition of the Forsaken. Banshee Queen... I say as we approach, I guess. As as you all enter the room, she looks up. I see you've all gotten an evening's rest. We have. And I believe, according to Nogginfogger, the Zeppelin should be ready to go. Yes. My rangers and I have been keeping an eye on the situation. We should be ready to move within the hour. Shall we proceed? Very well. Are all of you prepared? I suspect our return will be met with conflict. If the last time we rode a Zeppelin to this area is to be any example, then yes, they will try to shoot them down. Well, they will try. We are prepared. All right. Nathanos, 
lead them to the Zeppelin. I'll make my final preparations. And the the uh, heavily um, uh, rotted form of Nathanos kind of turns to the group of you. Well, all right, I suppose. And the group of you should follow me then. And he turns and starts to make his way out of the building. I will follow after Nathanos Black Collar. Follow him. Ditto. Alright. Well, I guess he'd be, like, not yet, but in his new form, because he's not actually a Dark Ranger. He'd be like a first gen Death Knight. Not quite. But I mean, he's not a warlock, but that kind of idea. I mean, he is basically a Dark Ranger. Yeah. He's. He, he went through the same process that Dark Rangers go through. And he was a, he was the only human ranger of Silvermoon before he died. Yeah. So, um, and so you all make your way up to the Zeppelin Tower of Gadgets, and which is a tall sort of one of the few wooden buildings of Gadgets um, <laughs> that is built to sustain tether down the weight of lifting Zeppelins. Um, and you, there is a, a plank lowered across to one of the zeppelins for you to board, and you see the other other zeppelins are getting loaded with a variety of equipment, explosives, um, a couple of goblin shredders, um, a number of goblin <coughs> personnel are moving equipment and gear onto other zeppelins while your group is being loaded onto the lead zeppelin. All right. Why do acrobatics just jump? <laughs> I'm in a skirt. I mean, this all is that. I don't know who's been in charge of women's fashion for the past 50 years. You have pants. <laughs> when you're pregnant, it's a lot easier to wear skirts. It's true. And more it's true. comfortable. It's true. It's true. All right. <clears throat> so, Shiana, was there anything you wanted to do in the evening before you took off the next morning? I feel really short. Um, <laughs> do you want to sit on the blanket? No. No, I don't do need a booster seat. <laughs> do we need a booster seat? <laughs> Good. You're on shirt. We can take the we can oh. take the other pink chair and just like remove the. the I, I don't. I'll kill you. Okay. Um. Right. Uh. I don't remember. Um. Shiana wanted to. Um. She just wanted to explore a little bit. Go mm. people watching. Mm-hmm. See if there's any particularly interesting characters. Yes. Well, you're in a goblin town, so the answer is yes. Um, go ahead and only gather information. Five. <laughs> you don't understand the language. Uh, so, most of what you see is your standard, like, pretty typical goblin activity. You know, you see the the uh, very obviously one-sided deals being made. You see the, the occasional shakedown for cash. You see, you know, the um, no, no refund signs everywhere you go. The... 
cash only, you know. Mm-hmm. The, the, the general expected nature of goblin business, which is you get what you pay for, and what you pay for is what you see. And whether it goes well in the end is up to chance most of the time. What kind of uh, shops are there? Uh, just about anything you could look for. Um, weapons dealer, arms dealer, uh, arms dealer, the same thing. Uh, arms dealer, armor. No, no, not in Jack Advance, arms dealer. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, arms and armor, um, vehicles, uh, miscellaneous tech devices, um, <coughs> magical reagents, uh, spells for hire, um, clothing, fashion, jewelry, anything you could think of. Yes. Welcome to the jungle. We got fun and games. Welcome to the jungle. We got fun and games. We got everything you want. I don't know the names. Alright. She's just gonna walk around. Although the kids would be walking with the desert, but still. I mean the jungle was not actually a jungle. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's not that's not what the jungle was. <laughs> I mean it's a concrete jungle. She's just going to walk around. People watch from the shadows for a while. All right. And then you spend the rest of the day. <laughs> yep. What book is Tech Mage in? Uh, the uh, Lands of Mystery. Oh, is it? Can I get that book? You're the back. Thank you. Uh, but the, uh, so, yeah, you gather up with everyone else in the morning, um, and you're all prepared to I'll have to, I'll have to roll back for Zachary because he had a thing um, when he gets back but we'll do that when he gets here um, and so when you all board a zeppelin board the zeppelin in the, in the morning um, after a few moments of preparation uh, you're joined by Sylvanas and do you board the zeppelin? yeah so, so how how is the zeppelin being boarded? Is it floating as per typical? Yeah, there's a there's a wooden plank that is uh, stretched from the edge of the zeppelin to the platform. Troll looks at this uh, magical floating death trap, and then looks at the rest of the group. Step backwards. <laughs> you step backwards and you bump into something. And you look over your shoulder, and you stare up into these burning red eyes of this lithe elven woman. Not Sylvanas, just another one of these rangers. The Her skin is alabaster pale, and she looks down at you with this almost quizzical look. Well, troll, are you going to board? He's going to look at the thing. Gonna find this find a spare piece of debris, walk over to the edge, point at the ship, and then drop the, the debris <laughs> off of the edge right down where it falls. She just kind of walks up and shoves you toward the, the flank. I don't let her. You can try. Or first she has to hit my AC. Yes. Opposed grapple checks? Or maybe just a you roll higher than a 30. No. <laughs> she just like, by, by, she like, with one hand on your shoulder, just steers you onto the plank and then pushes you halfway onto it and is standing on the other end of it, so you basically got nowhere to go but on the, but on the Zeppelin. Or down. I mean, it's gonna be the same thing one way or another. <laughs> That's how Zeppelins work. <laughs> 
And she just stands there and waits. Control will likewise stand there and wait. <laughs> just a stare down. She slowly starts to nudge the plank with her boot. <laughs> Shiona, if you could please retrieve yeah, the Yeah, Shiona's going to go over <laughs> and hold out her hand. Come on, Which we one? need to go. <laughs> the plank slowly starts to edge closer to falling off while you're standing on it. The troll will come on. I come cautiously aboard the yeah, ship. Just come on, it'll be fine. Once you're on, the ranger writes the plank and walks and walks across it back onto the ship. Rangers are dicks. The troll is going to give this ranger the stink eye. <laughs> she looks at you with this with this stare, and I need you to make a will save. Ooh, those are not my good saves. I mean, 17. Not quite. There's just something about her presence that you're used to things that you can understand. Living things, animal things. This ranger is none of those. And just her sheer presence, something in you shakes. (laughs) That makes sense. The privilege back. <laughs> He's getting his It's Sonic. He's getting Sorry, I got you as fast as I could. <laughs> You're too slow. <laughs> I felt like my last few hats were entirely too serious. <laughs> If, if the Zeppelin crashes, I hope you ride with me down with the uh, safe falling. <laughs> oh my god. He doesn't even need safe fall. He can just like... Do, 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 do. By rolling back for a minute. <laughs> anyway. For the previous day. Again. Again. But you have a flashback. So yeah. Right. As Leaf pours as the Zeppelin, he has a flashback to the events that occurred the previous day. Woo. As... Non-linear storytelling. <laughs> As, as in the tavern, you had had a conversation with Mememgem, and he had asked one to see some of his work, and given the affirmative, he has kind of turned and looked over his shoulder back at you as he started to walk out. Well, you follow me. I follow him. And so he leads you. Luckily, you've already made the assumption I'm going to live through this, so I think we're good. Generally. <laughs> I mean, you could be a ghost, you could have been supplanted by a demon. No, no. <laughs> it could be a you could be an imposter. Uh, and it'll have to kill you. But the uh um, And then eat you. What? <laughs> Don't die is what we're saying. Thanks. Don't die in the flashback. <laughs> you die in the flashback, you die in real life. <laughs> <laughs> the concept of dying in your own flashback is <laughs> Wait a second, I don't exist. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's how Assassin's Creed works. It is sometimes a ghost are so confused at the uh, trans- <laughs> transformation into you know you just, this you just you static and they forget you just static and blink out <laughs> um <laughs> player it's connected um but you uh and he, you follow him out and he leads you out of out of the tavern and out of gadgets and proper out of the out of the primary wall um and 
As you as you make your way across the town towards the main gates, uh, you start to hear something. Let me a listen check. I can do that. Trying to see how feasible it would be to be in level five necromancer, level five death form, level ten necromancer. <laughs> so, yeah, you uh, as you approach the walls, you start to hear this noise that sounds wrong. It sounds like tortured metal almost. As you hear this. It's like groaning noise, like a, like, not like a horn, but like the noise that it happens when metal is tearing itself apart, like that. So it sounds like a car accident in slow motion. Yeah, that sort of bending, screeching noise, just incredibly deep and based. Cool. Um, where, can I tell where it's coming from? Across the wall. Figures. And uh, as as you exit the gate, you are greeted with the source of this sound. Uh, as you as you exit the wall, Mimim Gem turns to look at you to get to, to gauge your expression as you observe the th- the trio of machines that are waiting outside. You see um, a, a a motorcycle. A sort of like ve- a motorcycle-looking vehicle that is formed out of this sort of dark, blackish-green iron um, that is missing a lot of connections. Like a lot of places where there should be metal linking pieces together, there isn't, and the pieces are just kind of free-floating in the air, connected only by what can be seen as fell flame links almost like the the axle that would connect the front wheel to the main body is not metal it's just a couple of lines of fell fire um, and where a lot of the interconnecting pieces would be is more of just this flame and magical energy and the what would be the exhaust instead of spouting smoke there's just this constant plume of green fire out of the out of what would be the exhaust and it's decorated with these sort of arcane sigils and like what you can only imagine is the skull of a demon on what would be the the the, the front the, the head of the vehicle um, and then aside from that there are a pair of these tall humanoid shaped constructs made out of this similar black and green metal um, that stand taller than a tauren like nine or ten feet and only about as broad as a human would be proportionally, um, but still massive, with these long, spindly metal arms, with these big, heavy bracers of the forearms, giving almost sort of a Popeye look, almost, with these sort of super heavy forearms and relatively scrawny upper arms, with these long, clawed hands that each of them grips a variety of tools that dangle from the wrist, from drills to saws to shovels that just kind of hang off of the wrist on these massive bands that seem to rotate when they need to. Hmm. Their heads are just these sort of metal grills that occasionally spout gouts of fell flame. As he turns to look at you, 
So the sound is coming from all three of these machines. It just—it—it's almost like if these machines were alive and just making animal noises, like the sound that the sound that say a lion would make growling, filtered through metal and fell fire. Hmm. The metal. I'm, I'm taking it the black and green is a lot more than just a paint job. Like what? What is this metal? Roll me, um... Roll me for identifying... Yeah, a, a praise. Roll me a praise. Okay, well. Can the camera see you? Yes. 17? Um... This is... It's not quite iron. Um... It it bears a lot of similarities to iron, but it's been treated uh, by a number of different sources, not the least of which you would surmise is Fellfire. Yeah. Um, but the, the base material seems to be some kind of modified and heavily treated iron. Okay. If you had to give it a name, you would call it Fell Iron. Makes sense. <laughs> I sort of take a closer look at the motorcycle specifically. How much of it involves any kind of mechanical components, really, that I would... that you'd qualify as mechanical components? Roll me engineering with intelligence. Uh, 21? 21. So yeah, the, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a interesting meld of mechanical and mystic. Uh, of, of the mechanical and the mystic here. Um, you don't see a power source. There's no source of energy that you can see, but whatever this thing is, it has mechanical triggers and mechanical workings that are supported by mystic structure, if that makes any sense. Like the the operation, the throttle, the shift, the uh, the, the the wheel that would turn the direction of the vehicle are all mechanical, but a lot of the interlinking pieces that would connect them to the things that they would be having control of are mystic. Hmm. I sort of glance over it one last time. So, using this special fell-treated material in the mechanical components, I imagine with magic going through it and using the interweaving components of the controls almost like a spell focus to be able to control how the motorcycle moves. An excellent analysis. And... I find that having to expend magical capacity merely to control the device, however, is... Wasteful? Wasteful. Lacking in foresight. Now, the magical components are merely sources of power and arcane transfers of energy. Most of the interconnection is to transfer fuel and energy from one point on the vehicle to the other. 
All of the controls are purely physical. Hmm. Essentially using magic as if it were a wire and a pipe, but without any of the restraining drawbacks. Very much so. Interesting. And the golems themselves, looking over <laughs> them, does it seem to be mostly the same picture there? or uh, Very similar. Um, you see a little bit less in the way of intricate mechanicals. Um, mostly what seems to be mechanical on these things. They almost look like a shell that is housing the energy. Um, and there's not a whole lot of what seem to be complex inner workings. What does seem to be mostly mechanical on them are the moving parts that they can make use of. They're, they're the variety of tools that are on them, uh, the articulation on their hands. Um, it seems like they, th- these things don't seem to have a whole lot of inner working. It's mostly just the outer workings that are heavily mechanical. Hmm. Interesting. I sort of glance around. So, how'd you manage to uh, figure out how to control those? I'd point over at the two golems. Making that level of independence with purely mechanical means would be difficult at best. Well, you'll find that binding and controlling (coughs) things of a more fell nature is rote for one of my kind. And these having a lack of real sentience were even easier to control. Hmm. So essentially managing to bind a fell creature directly into this cage to make it more powerful and easier to control, essentially. In a manner of speaking, they're what one would come close to calling artificial demons. And being demons, control of them is my art. Fascinating. A similar power source powers my vehicle. The souls of demons are quite rich in energy. Hmm. And I don't think anyone would argue that it's inhumane to keep them from ravaging the countryside by instead incorporating them into my power source. Well, ideally they wouldn't be anywhere on this plane to begin with, but uh, this is better than the alternative, I suppose? (laughs) And every demon that is housing one of my machines is a demon that isn't serving in the Twisting Nether. He just sort of nods his head slightly at that. But this is sort of this representation of what your first step might need to be. What is your power source? How do you meld magic and technology? What do you bring with your power and your skill? I bring the ability to bind nearly limitless sources of energy to machines. I take the souls and energy of demons to power my technology. I circumvent the need for something as volatile and explosive as phlogiston. For something that is innately controllable with my magics. Hmm. And so that's how you've managed to incorporate it. Interesting. 
I sort of glance back over at the machines again. So, of course, my power, I'm guessing. Hmm. Well, the ability to heal and the ability to repair certainly doesn't seem quite as obviously brimming with possibilities as that. But I suppose that's why there aren't many in this specific profession. Who knows? Maybe you'll find something revolutionary. I don't know many priests in general, but few have decided to delve deep into how their magic could be channeled through more practical means. Most few. Are, most are trapped within the, the veils of tradition. Few, but not none? None that spring to mind, though there have been those who have been perhaps walking down the path to innovation. I don't know what's become of them, but... Hmm. Well, I guess I'm mostly on my own for, uh, discovering this path, then. Each of us in the Cabal were. We are pioneers in our field. The first of our kind, each of us. Well, then. I suppose I'll have to see where this takes me, then. Good fortune to you. Loktar Ogar. Loktar. And he sort of gets on the motorcycle and proceeds to ride it into town with the with the golems following behind him. And there's this there's this noise of fell flame from the exhaust of the machine and this angry, unnatural growl from what would be the engine that you can almost, knowing what the power source is now, you can almost hear the tormented cries of a demon from inside the engine. Well, that's unpleasant. I'm going to, uh, yeah, walk back into town as well, finding everyone else. Not sticking to the same road as him. I kind of don't want to be associated with that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> motorcycle that howls like a demon. Come on, that's pretty fucking metal. It's about as metal as it gets, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's almost, almost by definition metal. <laughs> it's definitionally metal. <laughs> and so, that you spend the rest of your evening pouring over that information, sort of understanding that, and we'll continue on with the rest of you boarding the ship as you all... The next day. The next day. As you all make your way on board the, the Zeppelin, and Sylvanas and her rangers uh, follow after, and the plank is retracted as the there's a, there's a minor lurch as the chains that bound that bind the Zeppelin to the tower are pulled free, and after a few moments, you're away from the tower with a quartet of Zeppelins, the one that is carrying the group of you in the lead. How nice. Anyone have anything they're looking to do? Any conversations they want to have with the people on board? I'm going to stand at the prow of the ship, watching it fly, and silently praying for the guidance of the spirits of air. Say, hey, 
I know last time this what this didn't work out so well, <laughs> but uh, if you could help speed us on our journey and try not to keep and try to keep us from falling out of the sky, that'd be great. <laughs> Fantastic. Shiana's gonna take the troll below deck mm-hmm. so that he won't be freaking out up there. He was below decks last time when it crashed. Precisely. <laughs> That's why it's okay. And- do the same thing. Just gonna take him below deck and try to get him away from people. That's a twenty-four spirit check. Or sorry, twenty twenty-two, not twenty-four. No, right. what? I, I can't. I can math. Uh, twenty-two. Yeah. <laughs> you you feel the spirits of air around you. They I are nineteen. Active, but not at but not at the moment. Uh, not currently driving the winds against you. So good. Just like, hey, 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 bro, do us a solid. <laughs> and the uh, as you as the zeppelin takes off, Sylvanas kind of looks over the group of you. The estimation is that it'll take us roughly five days to reach back to Desolation Hold. I imagine this is cutting a bit short on your. Likely several weeks of travel to get here. Which it was. It was about two weeks. Hmm. <coughs> it certainly would be nice to uh, meet back with the garrison before next month. You're trying to see if you could jump over myself and John. I'm trying to determine which would be easier. Like you were sizing us up or something. I will ask the spirits for good weather. Yeah, that worked well last time. The weather wasn't the problem. It was the alliance. Yes. The alliance won't be a problem this time either, she says as she looks to the horizon. <clears throat> so are these airships like better armored or better armed? <laughs> A little bit of both, I'd imagine. Uh, there's you see you see bits of metal plating on the on the um, that are visible on the on the the balloon of each of the zeppelins. That is definitely an armor piece that wasn't there before. Um, and you haven't been below decks, but you do see the the ports for weaponry. Um, but the most uh, notable uh, defense that this zeppelin currently has is. Six Dark Rangers, Nathanos Black Collar, and Sylvanas Windrunner, who are currently on who are currently on the deck. Yeah, that would do it. I don't have any sort of bow or anything, so I'm just whatever. Cool. <laughs> you're you're nowhere near uh, Fort Triumph, but each of the the Dark Rangers that that walks alongside the Banshee Queen has an arrow drawn and knocked and just ready at all times. And you see Nathanos is the only one who does not have a weapon drawn at the moment. Um, I just sort of, while we're, while we're on the way, I'll look over towards the, the, the Forsaken in general. Because uh, they're all over. You will, over, the, over this journey, you will see some of how this rise of Deathwing has reshaped the lands of Kalimdor. How have the Eastern Kingdoms fared in his wake? Uh, Nathanos um, is actually the one who responds. The Eastern Kingdoms have seen less of the impact from the rise of the dragon 
and more the result of the rising tensions that came afterward. The destruction. Sorry, you don't know about that one. The dragon, after it emerged, landed on Stormwind. And the Alliance has been a bit aggressive since their capital city was effectively sat upon by a massive dragon. That may explain the Alliance forces harassing our lands. And war has been renewed in Gilneas. The people of that city have rejoined the Alliance. Fortunately, my lady and our forces have driven them from their homeland, but they have taken up residence from what we can understand in Ashenvale among the Night Elves. These Gilneans, how are they on the field of battle? They've taken on some sort of nightmarish curse that transfigures them. They take the forms of wolfmen in battle. Their ferocity is difficult to match. But, with the loosening grip of our war chief in response to this favor that we're doing for him, we should be able to employ more of our effective methods. If we were to meet any of these wolfmen on the field of battle, what would your suggestion be? Kill them quickly. Mm. And protect your most fragile. They're potent hunters. They love to identify a weak spot and target it. Mm. I thank you for this information. <clears throat> I'm sure it will be put to use in the coming days. Yes, if they've come to Kalimdor with the Night Elves, you should expect them on your front. And watch your back. They're stealthy when they need to be. Would I know anything about any of that, basically? Roll me... Ganeus was locked off when I was yeah, there. Yeah, but so. Morgan or a thing. Um, yeah. Roll me Knowledge Nature. Would I know anything about it? You can also roll me Knowledge Nature. Natural That's a natural 20. <laughs> 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 so both of you are familiar with the, the beast that he's referring to. Um, Worgen are werewolves in a more traditional fantasy setting. Um, they are massive beast men. Uh, incredibly strong, wicked regenerative capabilities, uh, sharp teeth and fangs and claws that can spread their curse. Um, and typically speaking, more of a pack mentality than a sentience. You've never heard of Worgen that were anything more than basically angry, very large wolves in their transformed state. Um, it's very rare for Worgen to be in control of themselves. Some people have learned to control the Worgen, but it's you've never heard of a Worgen who maintained self-control while transformed. Hmm. And if the Gilneans have figured out how to do that, that's a dangerous development because it means not only do they have that wicked pack mentality and that vicious strength, it means they can think well enough to target someone important. Alright. Um, do I know anything about their weaknesses <laughs> from 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 my interactions with Rexar or so? Um, you do know that they don't have so much a weakness so much as a resistance to anything that is not uh, silvered. Okay. 
or magical in nature. So, like, my rock biter weapon would help, but... Yes. For everybody else, we'd need to figure out something else. Alright. Okay, that's that's my conversation. Specifically, true silver. Um, <laughs> the, the material is the, that that successfully harms. Do I know how to? Do I do do I know at, with my points in trade blacksmith blacksmithing? Uh, do I know what it takes to f- forge a weapon of true silver or to edge a weapon of true silver? Uh, roll me blacksmithing with intelligence. Uh, fourteen. Uh, true silver. Actually, is a, actually, that'd be uh, that'd be sixteen. All right. Yeah, true silver is a. It's an interesting material to work with. It's difficult because of how soft it is. It usually has to be reinforced um, with other types of materials. Um, it's also known as perfect silver or pure silver. Yeah. Um, it's. It's rare to find veins of it, um, but it can almost immediately be identified by its azure color um, because it sort of has a very strong contrast with duller ore that surrounds it. Um, And it has to be smelted in such a way that all of the impurities are removed. Um, But it's a lot more forgiving than, say, Lightforge iron or any other sort of mystic metals that have to be forged very carefully. Um, so I could do it, theoretically. Yeah, but once it cools, it solidifies permanently, and you can't you can't re-melt it without damaging it, basically. Okay. But it, like, if you attempt to reheat it, it basically becomes mercury, and it never solidifies again. So you have to, you have to do it successfully on the first go. You don't get a second chance. Yeah. Oh. Alright. I will bear that in mind for if we ever find any veins of true silver. Uh, You do know um, that true silver is a favored material for those who know how to work it for making magical weapons because Mm -hmm. it holds enchantment incredibly easy. It actually makes it cheaper to make a magic weapon out of true silver. Alrighty. Yeah, that's that's the full extent of my conversation. <laughs> I has to forsake it about what's going on in the Eastern Kingdoms, and then I go back to being quiet and praying to the spirits for five days. I assume at some point Josh is messing with technology He's stuff. Back, so yeah, I was messing with stuff. at some point I'm going to track you down, and I'm going to borrow like a like a small spring. Ooh, springs. I guess just, just a small spring. So, okay. basically, I'll like hang it off the edge of a table and then put a weight on it that is far, far heavier than it's actually supposed to support. And then when it's like stretched out, I'm going to try repairing it with the uh, <coughs> repair damage spell and see what happens. Seeing if you can use magic to make it retract? Yeah, basically. 
So you like oh. over, you want to overstretch over the, the spring to where it, where it bends out of place and then try and repair it? Yeah. With magic? Uh, yeah, you expend the mana, um, and yeah, the, the spring, after you've pulled it so taut and, and uh, long that it's unable to return to its original natural shape that it had been, that it had been forced into, uh, you tap it and uh, apply that sort of that sort of holy light, and there the entire coil of metal just kind of slowly begins to glow a faint white, and just <coughs> reasserts itself back into a spring. I'm also going to test how much force that applies when it starts. Because yeah, you left the weight on it when you did that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, how how much can it pull when it's doing that? Um, so, so I find that it can actually pull a useful amount of weight, basically. Roll me a spirit check. Ooh. 22. Um, so you find, basically, that it can... When you do that, the reassertion of force, at least for this kind of spring, you suspect you had a heavier spring, you would pull more, but can pull, basically, a five-pound weight. Um... Before what what and re- and still realign itself properly, although it's noted that after it does that, it immediately will stretch back out if it's not hmm. <laughs> put in a better situation. What is your husband doing? I thought this was a better plan for getting in the bathroom. It was not. <laughs> There's too many. Oh, ah, my foot. <laughs> 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 you are a ninja. Yes, the absolute stealthiest. <laughs> Natural 20 like stealth. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. Alright. I will, I will begin blueprinting. Get you a bottle! <laughs> I will begin blueprinting and experimenting with folding machine mechanisms that, works, that work along those general principles. I'm like, Taking something and folding it while also kind of breaking it in the process, and then trying to use that to sort of help it unfold. I'll start. I'll start blueprinting things along those lines. All right. Does anyone have any further questions of any of the people on this zeppelin, or anything that you would wish to do over the next couple of days? Uh, for one, for one thing, I'd like to see if there's any. Anything if I can find anything that would make a good uh, subject for uh, for the glyph of uh, Saint Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to secure do. a door beforehand, <laughs> just in case. Um, I'm not gonna like yank a door. I'm just, I just want to see like okay, that might be a good thing. This panel, I can pull this panel off in an emergency. Um, go ahead and roll me. Um, roll me search brick. Ever the ever the forward thinker. I was planning to just like meteor drop with my sword like on the alliance forces. Um, <laughs> if they shot them, there's a lot of stuff. Like okay, um, there's a lot of stuff like Zeppelin that you can pull off, and that would probably uh, be large enough for you to stand on um, as, as you tried to surf it down. Um, the back doors on the on the the back balcony. Um, any individual piece of siege equipment that is being brought along. Um, you could probably take some of the metal panels off of the side if it was really going down and you really needed something. There's a, there's a lot of stuff you can work with here. I have options. Yeah, you have some options. 
In my search, do I actually find what they have for an actual emergency? Yeah, you, you also parachutes. you also find actual parachutes and that probably launchers that are probably still too small for me. Yeah, although there is one that is specifically designed for you because they knew you were coming. Okay. Okay. Go. Austin is having to step out. Okay. <clears throat> the troll is not feeling well. He's getting very sick. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, Jangatol is not having the like air <laughs> <Your> sickness. <laughs> but the uh, the next the next couple of days uh, go by relatively uneventfully. Um, although on the on the third day, you end up. Um, flying through a storm, uh, which means that visibility for most of that day is cut down. Um, it's difficult to see, uh, and the it, it appears to be right as you're passing over the the divide between Thousand Needles and the southern half of the Barrens, um, where you know you only have a couple of days left before you'll hit Fort Triumph. You'll hit Triumph on the fifth day. You've got one more day of traveling across the Barrens, basically. Um, and the uh, it, as you're crossing the region of Thousand Needles into Southern Barrens is when you run across this storm front, and that seems to completely like blindside the ships and just all visibility gone in the span of like a fifteen minute. Uh, interval, and you're basically flying blind at the moment. Sorry, what happened? I was apparently one of our uh, one of our podcasts got uploaded with the wrong audio, so I'm having <laughs> to I'm having to shoot messages out to editors and say, "Hey, uh, need to get this fixed." <laughs> um. Yeah, so you, you, you crossed over the the threshold from Thousand Needles into the Grand oh. Barrens and. Hit a wall of storm clouds. Okay, I would like so. to. I would like to try to mm-hmm. see if I can't With your ask the spirits to part that. Some goggles. Roll your persuasion check using persuasion. your spirit score. <laughs> okay. Or diplomacy. Diplomacy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I need to figure out how to do that first. So. I know. I know. Um, twenty-five. <laughs> Right now, I'm currently the spirits here are currently doing something for someone else. Oh, so this has been conjured by someone else, and this isn't this isn't this isn't a natural storm cloud. So we're saying you piece that together relatively quickly. Yes. Okay. The, the spirits of air here are being called upon to bring this storm. Can I tell by who? Not really. I will call out to the rest of you on deck. This is not a natural storm. Oh, goody. And I will see if, Is there any way I can tell what's causing it if that, if, in that case? I mean, if you had to take a guess, it would be something on the ground, which means there's no way you're going to be able to see it. Yeah, no. Because you're in the storm clouds. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I pass that information along to the, to the pilot. And they sort of... Thanks, buddy! Natural or not, no visibility is making it real difficult. Uh, can I tell how far it extends? 
Not really, because you can't see through it. No, I mean, like, like spiritually, like, <laughs> like in, in communicating with the spirits. Not really, because it, it's more that just these individual elemental spirits are moving. They don't really have a radius. Okay, okay. Um, but and as as the ship moves through, you occasionally you see the sort of the, the, the static beginnings of lightning bolts as they crash down to the ground from somewhere near you. As you see lightning bolts that don't hit you, but just, like, off the side of the ship, you see the beginning of a lightning bolt crash down to the ground somewhere. Yeah, somebody's somebody is calling a storm on something below us. Um, I don't suppose my ability to rebuke, command, or bolster air elementals will have any effect here. I mean, you could try. Like, could I try to command, like, just take, <laughs> like, because that, that... I, because of my shaman affinity, I have that ability, and my elemental focus is air. Could I try to take command of the storm and force it lower? You could try, yeah. Uh, how would I do that? Uh, that would be a turning check. Uh, okay. which, is... which is in the binder over there. Oh, there's in the course of that. Yeah, but they, the elemental turning is also here. And see if it has specifics. But I believe it'll be a um, a caster level check, but let me confirm real quick. Yeah, look through the court if someone wants to grab the portals and look for the promoted shaman. Mm. Or the healer, I should say. This would be under turning rules, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. Not a different section. Is it? Is yeah. it not under the healer? It's silly, but it is. The only people that turn, and it's not there. <laughs> it's under, like, combat actions. There yeah, no, it's just that that's how we that's what we do, not how we turn. Okay. <clears throat> Druids have the ability to turn or rebuke animals and plants, while Shaman's have the ability to turn or rebuke elementals. The turning check result is determined as normal. So that's helpful. Going back to turning stellar. checks. Stellar. A turn equal to three plus the charisma modifier. Um First step is to roll a turning check, which determines how powerful a creature can be turned. This is a charisma check. So you use a charisma check. Why is it a charisma check? Because it's your ability to influence their personality with your own. You are, you're using your will to override theirs. Yeah, what's it? Turning. <laughs> turning all the ca- All the people that turn use spirit as their casting thing. Right. Right. Oh, well. I roll a natural 20, but that makes it a 19. Which means you so can... the most powerful creatures affected are your level plus three. Uh, so level up to level eight. So entities. hit die, yeah. yeah hit up, to up to eight hit dice. Up to eight hit dice worth of entities. Let me see if these spirits would qualify. Elemental spirits of air. Might not be able to command all of them, but maybe I can command a portion of them to go lower <laughs> so that they don't blind us. See, that indicates the hit dice of the most powerful undead affected. For undead, yeah. Well, yeah, but replace undead with elemental yeah, spirits. Yeah, that's the same. Yeah. Um, It's not like, you know, you Does have... Does that mean, like, that it can only well, affect I, I, that many in I total? Ima- that, what that reads to me is that that and everything below. 
Yeah. I, it doesn't read to me like, you know, if you have 50 one-fourth hit dice zombies, you turn up to eight hit dice worth, eight hit dice worth of them. That, doesn't, that, that, that reads to me as like everything eight hit dice and below gets turned. Yeah. Or in this case, commands. So, the uh, you extend your will and sort of reach out to uh, attempt to call upon these elementals and force them to part or just just go lower. Like, just, don't stop what you're doing. Just do it a little bit further down. To to, to create room for the ship, um, and it doesn't. They don't seem to be compliant to your demands, but one of them definitely seems to have noticed you. All right, that's fine. And so at, at the, the group of you see sort of this mass of wind begin to form off of the side of the ship as the body of this elemental air begins to take shape. Almost like a tornado with arms begins to appear as it begins to move towards the ship. Okay. And we're going to roll some initiative. Alrighty then. I can destroy earth elementals. I can't destroy air elementals. <coughs> Take some about air elementals. They got some high initiative. Yeah, they are fairly dexterous as a rule, yes. They fast. That's okay. I've got 48 worth of damage I'd like to apply to him repeatedly. Uh, Alright. Did you roll? Yes. Okay. I have to check, because your d20 is still up here. Oh, no, I'm using the, the uh, one over here. Yeah. Because that one's betrayed me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so 20, 25 to 20. Uh, 20. 22. All right. Here, I got 22. Oh, should I be rolling for the troll? Uh, we'll say he's below dex. He's currently incapacitated with air sickness. Yeah. Okay. He's honestly probably freaking out at this moment. Well, he's not looking out. He can't tell it. it yeah, he's, he's on the corner. It's fine. I bet he feels turbulence. No, that's okay. Uh, he definitely feels the turbulence. <laughs> <laughs> Just explain it to him as a massage. I don't think those are massages. Check his intelligence again. Fortunately, <laughs> I was looking through. I was looking through stuff to determine what I'm going to do if Garrick dies. So it's a good thing I was doing. That. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure I'm tied down somehow. By the way, <laughs> I'm having flashbacks. All right, uh, Garrick so dies. You guys are meeting the surliest forsaken necromancer you've ever met. Twenty to fifteen. <laughs> Great. Eighteen. Eighteen. So Brick is at an 18. We're not going to get along. That's okay. <laughs> I go last. 
15 to 10? 14, actually. 14? All right. Leave. At 14. What do you got, Josh? <laughs> I'm only four. <laughs> Why'd you even have to roll for that? Four. I had to roll a two. <laughs> I would have had to roll two too as well. We had the same initiative modifier. Yeah. <laughs> yes, well, <clears throat> life goes on. Well, maybe. Theoretically. <laughs> I mean, this thing's probably going to act before your turn, so it might not. Yeah, same. So 27. Air elemental flips table. And by flipping table, I mean ship. <laughs> <laughs> and also at 17. Good thing I warned the rest of the people on the ship that this was not a natural storm, so maybe they yeah. were ready for this. Alright, uh, so the whirlwind uh, will go first at initiative count 30. <laughs> yeah, figured. Um, Air elementals are fast. And as, as you look, you see not just this one but several of them begin to form in the air as the the rangers that had had their... Like, it's been a couple of days. You haven't seen these rangers put their arrows down the entire time unless they've needed their hand for something, which they usually don't. Um, and so the, the rangers that have been at the ready for several days now just proceed to pull arrows back and ready to fire at the numerous whirlwinds. Now I'm just imagining all of them trying desperately never to let go of the arrows and, like... They end up eating just by using their arrows as a force. They don't eat. They don't eat. <laughs> oh, they're undead. Oh, these are all oh, forsaken. Nice. Yes. All, all of these dark rangers are undead. Dark rangers are, by their nature, forsaken. Hmm. Well, yeah, but I didn't catch the whole dark ranger bit, so you know. Okay. Um, then again, it makes more sense than the alternative. Yeah, why would elven rangers be working with the horde? <laughs> Anyway, I'm sure some of them were formerly Elven. Uh, yes, all of them, except for Nathanos. Um, and yeah, so the, as, as a number of these whirlwinds proceed to engage in combat with the rangers, one of them heads for your group, which is positioned on the deck of this ship. For cleanliness' sake. <laughs> yes. All right. As the uh, the air elemental rushes forward and um, flies <laughs> through like the air right above all of you, it just plummets down in front of Garrick, and this sort of whirlwind of lacerating energy begins to reach out to slam into you, which will be. Uh, over 30 to hit you, which will hit. If they're rolling 30s to hit, or over 30s to hit, yeah, no, they're not... It's going to be hard for them to miss. <laughs> and a 30 exactly to hit you. My AC is 17. Yeah. Alright, uh, so the first thing that hits you will be... Uh, uh, 13 points of slashing damage as the wind cuts across uh, your form and these lacerations begin to open up. Okay. And the second one will be... Ow. Almost max damage. Um, 21 points of slashing damage. I have six hit points left. <laughs> huh. 
which brings it to Sylvanas, an initiative count 27, um, who, as you, as you look over, you see Sylvanas sort of looking among the group of these air elementals and just kind of slowly pulls an arrow from her quiver, and you see there's this sort of black energy that begins to dance along the shaft of the arrow as she pulls it back and launches, and this arrow just kind of flies into the heart of one of these elementals and detonates with this burst of black energy that almost sounds like a scream as it, as it, as it explodes. And in the aftermath, the air elemental that she'd fired at is not there anymore. What kind of magic was that? Uh, that would be Knowledge Arcana to try and identify that. Necromantic. 25. Shadow magic. Can I identify specifically what spell they Yeah, I don't know. It was a black arrow. Cool. You don't know what that oh. does. I do. Shadow magic. Shadow magic. And then that brings her turn done. Garrett, you're hurt. I am. I have no healing spells. Um... <clears throat> You, I mean, you spontaneously cast totem spells. I, yeah, I spontaneously cast totem spells, which I have one that does healing. I have access to one that does healing, I should say. Because it's actually no, 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 because I don't have third. I don't have access to third level spells. Um, so I'm gonna die. Uh, I'm gonna try. Does it seem like this this guy has more than eight hit dice? I guess. Yeah. Okay. So I can't. I cannot possibly. Manipulate this air elemental. Um, so I'm going to focus on keeping you guys in some ability to do things after I die. Um, I will try to keep you from dying. <laughs> no promises, though. I am going to. And it doesn't matter how high I raise my AC, they're hitting, they're, they're rolling 30s. So I can't raise my AC high enough to help. Um, I am going cast a spell, if I can determine which one is going to be most beneficial here. Am I missing some spell sheets? I might be. I don't know, are you? I feel like I'm missing something. Maybe not. Um... I feel like I'm missing a buff spell. I just don't know which buff spell it would be. <coughs> I don't have access to Roar, do I? No. I don't. No, you're on a Druid. Mm. You don't have that with you? Yeah, Wolf Spirit? Yeah, no, I have Wolf Spirit, but... Oh, I'm just going to cast Troll Flesh on myself. That's a good idea. I'll just do that. What kind of fast healing does that give you? Uh, fast healing 1. Alright. Uh, I'm going to cast Troll Flesh on myself. 
and I'm going to give out a battle shout at the same time, so it's plus two uh, morale but bonuses to, to uh, damage. Actually, <coughs> yeah. So, when the air elemental acted, yes, is that everyone? It, so we're just fighting the one air elemental, basically. I mean, you can choose to try and get into the uh, into the fight with some of the other air elementals, but uh, the other dark rangers seem to be holding their own. Yeah, no. Okay, so. <clears throat> So yeah, that's, I'm going my, to, that's my turn. I'm going to battle shout and thing. I'm going to go ahead and cast um, Flash of Light just to give you two hit points back. It's not much, but it's something. No, that's the that's the sheet that I'm missing. I'm missing my page that has my... Ah, here it is. Here it is. Troll Flash. There it is. So yeah. Uh, yes, I get fast killing one for ten rounds. Alright, and so you're going to cast Flash of Light and do anything else? Uh, I mean, that's... Oh, no, that's, that's, your, yeah, that's, that's, your, that's your immediate. That's right. an immediate action. Right. So, yeah, you get two hit points back. I get two hit points back. That's not going to save me, but thank you. That's why it's an immediate action. Because, because I know that since the air mantle's turn is gone, I'm not going to use that to pick anyone up. Yeah. So, unless this thing has legendary actions. No. But. That was too hard. That was too hard. Because I'm not going to use my turn to heal, because I'd rather use my turn to cast something to buff everyone's AC. That was three minutes. AC is not going to be relevant. Yeah, no, like, that's, that's why I didn't cast Inner Fire, because... They're rolling 30s, I mean... My, uh, unless you can, unless unless you can, you can give it. me plus 13 AC. <laughs> double, double, yeah. I mean, we don't know how, 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 how well it rolled to get a 30. It has, eight, it has more than 8 hit dice. We're level five. Okay. <laughs> Shiana. Is it possible to stab an air elemental? You can certainly stab it. You can't crit it. You well, can't backstab stab it, it but, you, but you can stab it. it. Okay. Then I'll just stab it. I was gonna. I can oh, hand you. I, I was just stealing. <laughs> it's a two. You rolled a two. Okay, I'm sure that did not hit then. Probably not. Because that's a nine. Mm-hmm. You don't have a plus forty three to hit. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, there's okay. my good guy. It's a good thing I was planning out that other character. It's gonna be a necromancer <laughs> that has. It's Victor Levinson, basically. It has the uh, has a little bit of tinkering and has the implanted necrotic thing. So. So before every battle, just takes a, a vial of Logos and shoves it into his arm and goes, Ah, feels good. <laughs> Sorry, it was, it was who, basically? Because I missed that. Victor Levinson. Okay, yeah. Great. <laughs> anyway, feels good. <laughs> Alright, uh, that brings us to Brick. Okay. I'm going to activate uh, my... Uh, the uh, mark of magic striking. Good, good. And uh, I live long enough to activate rock batter weapon. And uh, mark of the tiger. 
It's the mark of the tiger. You slam your fists together as your hands extend into claws and the sort of magical gleam begins to shine off of the edge of your fists and claws. And that was both of your activations. Yep. Yep. Uh, so that will be your turn, which brings us to Nathanos Blightcaller, um, who sort of looks over at you and your injured state. Sorry, friend. I can only heal the undead. And he just kind of pulls a pair of axes from his belt and rushes forward to sort of lay in with this this whirlwind that is in front of you. Uh, Yes, that'll hit. And that will also hit. Which will heal. Okay. So between between his... uh, between his uh, three attacks, actually, in the third attack. Yep. Between his three attacks, he seems to, with his axes, dig into the flesh what little there, what what mass there is of this air elemental, and is carving some damage out of it, but does not. What you notice is that it's difficult, even with you get the sheen by the sheen of his axes. They are definitely magical. But even with magical weapons, it seems like it's difficult to deal damage to something whose form is as incorporeal as this. Um, so he will mark down that much damage, which brings it to Leaf. What are you up to? I have eight hit points now. Sort of in response to Nathanus' remark. However, I am not limited in that respect. And heal. Twelve. I'm like a cannon. Like it takes me a little bit to get going, but once I get going, I do about massive amounts of damage. Yeah. But if I first, if I die before that point, <laughs> seventeen hit points. All right, I now have more than half my hit points back. Josh. I'm going to try my new toy. Yeah? I'm just going to fire a shot of miscellaneous trash into the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, roll me a hydro type. I've got 25 out of 40 hit points. Oh, there's an actual one. Who did I hit? <laughs> oh, hang on, that's a malfunction. <laughs> and, and the goblin explodes. Is yeah, that a preferred with. malfunction, or are you going to have to roll on the chart? I'm, I'm going to look real quick. I need to, I need to see if, if, the, wep- if the, the device that it is based off yeah. of has a preferred malfunction. What weapon is it? The uh, anything, anything mortar. Oh, the anything mortar? Yeah. yeah. I, His anything cannon, but based off the anything mortar. I think it's a, I think a it jam. malfunctions like a gun. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I think it's a jam. I think it goes by the regular rules of guns because normally when things malfunction they don't automatically have terrible and catastrophic things happen to them. You have to roll and basically critically miss for that malfunction, but that's also no fun. I mean, also anything more is less likely to explode, I feel, because it's not necessary. it isn't necessarily firing something that has black powder in it. I mean, As yes, but this is on. goblin technology we're talking about. Every, sure. If it's Actually. not likely to explode, it's gnomish. Okay, so it doesn't have it doesn't have a preferred enough option. So roll me a d20. I'll get the table. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got a table? 
17. I can do like delay malfunction, right? Yeah, you can use delay malfunction. I better, I better do that. It might be a little simpler. I mean, yeah. I have to roll for that. Tech, use tech device? Delay malfunction, I think, might be its own roll, I forget. I'll look up that in a second. Uh, with a 17, it's a fused function. Oh boy, that one's fun. Fused? Oh, that means it just kind of sits You there. cannot upgrade the device, and all skill checks made to repair their devi- the device have their DCs increased by plus three. That's a nasty one. I mean, it's exactly what you wanted it to be already, so it doesn't need to get upgraded too much. Yeah. But it's harder to repair now. Okay. But it still functions. Until I... Well, no, it breaks I, down and gains that malfunction. I've got I to I rebuild it, essentially. So that's on its first, on, it, on its maiden shot, the <laughs> yeah. the uh, the anything cannon. You pull the trigger, and it clicks, and the powder that was in there to, to launch whatever you had intended to fire. Did you make the uh, delay my fucking check? Uh, I didn't roll for it. It's um, uh, it's craft tech device, so that'll be yeah engineering. Engineering. Yeah. Yeah. More your engineering. Engineering. That would be. Uh, oh, 29. <laughs> oh, 39. Uh, what'd you roll on the die? 19 plus Oh, if it was 10. a 20, it would have not happened. Yeah. But if you, let's see. 19. And the DC 10. is equal to 15 plus the device's malfunction rating. If you succeed, what? the device operates normally for 1d3 rounds. Roll a d6. Oh, yeah. Use tech devices, not just under training. Yeah. yeah. Three. So that'd be two. That makes the complexity easier to make. So I delay it for two rounds. Yep. You got two rounds until it blows up. Oh, sorry. Was that use tech device or craft tech device? That craft was. tech device. Craft tech is engineering. Yeah. Not, not use tech. Use, use tech, tech, use tech, tech is scale. Craft, craft tech, tech becomes that engineering. That does not make it easier than... Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I've got a ways to... Two more. Yeah, two yeah. rounds. So two it, rounds. It, it, the okay. powder... You feel you feel like that powder is going to, going to warp, so you pull the hammer back for a second... Jam just a little bit more power powder into it. <laughs> let it let it finish slamming. The powder goes off properly, but the shot has already gone way wide. But you know you've yeah. got a couple more rounds. You can feel the barrel starting to warp. But okay. so you know you got a couple more, a few more seconds of, of proper functionality. Okay. Uh, which then brings us back to the top with the whirlwind. I was waiting for you to just, like, shout. Which is <laughs> <laughs> uh, going to send one attack at you and one attack at the Thanos. So, with the, that delay malfunction, does that mean that it... It doesn't, like, it doesn't break until... The so it's going to malfunction after it that going to. It's, it, it'll, it'll do the, the, the predetermined malfunction once the time is up. Unless so, I do a repair. If I do instant repair. So... Uh, if I manage to get my hands on that thing and with my emergency repair feet, yeah. could I run and check it trying to do that? Because it says, yes. like, as a full-round action, you can try to repair a malfunctioning or broken technological device. So could yes, I do I that? will say it is yes. malfunctioning. So it's you malfunctioning. can attempt to do emergency you can do an emergency you could, Cool. That's what I'm doing on my next turn. To make sure I, I mean, you could, also, you could also, you know, keep the orb that's about to die from dying. <laughs> I will see what happens. That's, that's going to hit you. Yeah. I just know that this is an option now. Besides, there's two rounds. Uh, that's going to be seven, no, 16 points of 
slashing damage to you. I am at nine hit points. And he's going to make another attack at Nathanos, which will also hit Nathanos, who will take, ow, 20 points of slashing damage. Uh, brings it back to Sylvanas, who just kind of draws a, a fan of three arrows and just fires one after another into uh, one of these air elementals, and you see the three arrows kind of each click into it, and after after it takes all three of them, there's a surge of magical force, and it just seems to discorporate as the rest of the rangers are all battling their own. Uh, Garrick. I cast Rock Batter Weapon. All right. That's my turn. Oh, I heal one, so I now have ten hit points, not nine. Yep. Shiana. Going to try to stab the thing again. Go for it. That is a 14. Ah, oh, much better. 21? Yes. Okay. Awesome. Roll the modus. Ah. Sorry. It may help if you sit up. <laughs> Possibly. If you can. That's um, eight damage. As the as your claw cuts through it, you find it's it's having severe difficulty trying to cut through the the matter of this thing. As it it has some form of damage reduction. <clears throat> uh, but you do deal some amount of damage to it. Uh, which then brings us to Brick. Yeah, charge it. Alright. Charge. Attack. What does your shield do? Plus two to... Plus two to damage. damage. Oh, uh, also it's another plus two damage on that oh, claw yeah. attack. Right. Um, so it's ten damage. Also you get a plus four to hit. Because we're flanking. Because we are mar- we are kin! Because yep. I mark kin every day. Because <laughs> you smear your blood all over us. Yes. Because <laughs> I, I wipe blood on your face. Every day. Good thing you don't have any bloodbound diseases. Sure. Good thing I'm not a plague shifter. <laughs> no, those are the ones who can make the plague go away. Yes, but they also take it in themselves to make it go away. <laughs> That's why they gain resistances. Yeah. <laughs> 20 for 8. 24? Mm-hmm. That hits, yes. Wouldn't be too terrible for our enemies, I guess. They just have to poison you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> good thing good thing the corrupted blood plague has already been gone. <laughs> <laughs> Eleven damage. Eleven. Yep. Alright. So you run forward and claw through this wind, and you, you feel the resistance of the air on your claws, but you know you did something, just not as much as you were hoping to. Okay. If uh, I live, I can do 48 plus 14 damage to it. Nathanos? Actually, sorry, 48 plus Nathanos. 16 damage to it. Uh, is going to... Uh, yeah, he's going to... Yeah, no, that works. Uh, he's He sort of uh, reaches out and extends a hand towards you, and you see this sort of 
runic barrier up here in front of you, between you and the uh, air elemental, as this magical shield forms around you. Do I know what that is? Not really. Alright, cool. It's not your field of magic. Runes are appearing. Do I know what it is? <laughs> it would be more in your field of magic, but still not quite, because it's not runes runes. It's just <laughs> arcane runes. Knowledge check of any kind? It'd be arcana on your turn. Um, I have arcana. On your turn. Yeah, on my turn. Uh, or leave, or it is your turn, by the way. Spellcraft, actually, yeah, it would be. Yeah, 15 probably won't know it. Not quite. Especially because this is... It, it has the makings of a spell that you're a little more familiar with, but it's not. It looks sort of like an anti-magic shell, but it's not. Mm. It's not the same thing. It's an anti-life shell. I have 10 hit points. Yeah. I was thinking, how, <laughs> how effective is this shield going to be? And my the answer I'm immediately going back to is... Probably not effective enough. I was like, even like, it's not how effective is it going to be. Is what if it isn't effective? Nice. Nineteen hit points. All right, that puts me at twenty-nine. Is raging in action? No. Ha ha ha. Okay, I don't want to do it next turn. Rage power attack. <laughs> rage declare dodge target power attack. <laughs> Can't you just declare dodge target for free? I can. I just don't know when I can. It's a free action, so on your turn for free. Yeah. I probably should have done that previously, but I forgot about it. <laughs> Not that it matters, because it only raises my AC to 18. Who starts it now? Um, Josh. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fire oh. anything, can. Or repair the anything. I got two more. So I'm going to take a shot first and then try to fix it later. Alright. I'll see if this thing actually works. I want me a touch attack. Okay, never mind. Uh, 11. That doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> no. <laughs> Unfortunately, even his touch AC is a little higher than 11. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm rolling like <laughs> I'm rolling the wrong die. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> You switch it out. Another. I'm, I'm, I'm blowing my gunpowder all over the place. Yeah. It's the wind. Yeah, wind took it. It's just take, it's just take <laughs> everything. Fire you shoot out of fires. You need to actually let something heavy into the can. It's a problem. <laughs> it's like you're putting like nuts and bolts into it. So like, no, you need to actually put like a stone or something. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a pity we're pretty far from any rocks up here, but you know. I mean, except for the ones that are covering my sword. <laughs> uh, Elemental's turn. It's going to try and hit you, which it will. You think? And it will deal... 14 points of slashing damage, that does not go to your hit points. Hey. As it rakes across, you see this barrier hold against it and not even begin to crack. It just kind of flashes underneath the force and it's going to try and hit you again. Which it will. It's 20 points, uh, which it, again, the barrier 
it, its claw scrapes across this barrier that is, that is between you and it, and you see the barrier begin to, like, small fractures begin to form, but it's still holding. All right. My turn. Uh, yep. I declare a power well, attack. First Sylvanas oh, sorry, first Sylvanas, one. yeah. <laughs> Sylvanas kills another one. You got, you, if, if you haven't killed this thing in a couple more rounds, Sylvanas is going to finish wiping out the rest of these elementals. Uh, I declare a power attack. All right. I roll a natural 20. Mm-hmm. As I, I rage and declare a power attack. <laughs> so my uh, strength increases to 18, which gives a plus 2. And I'm power attacking for 4, uh, which gives me a plus 8. So that's 8 plus 8 is 16, uh, plus another 2, because actually plus another 3, because of my uh, battle shout and rock biter weapon. Okay. Uh, so that's six, that's nine. It's plus nine. That's forty-eight plus nineteen times two. Well, not times two. It's an elemental. Oh yeah, no, the elemental can't crit, but I hit. So forty-eight plus nineteen. Because one big hit is damage resistance will be less effective. Yeah. Uh, twelve, twenty. 28. 28 plus 19? Uh, uh 47. 47. Oh, yeah. 47 points of damage. Good. I wish I could crit this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, in addition to that, hang on. Because I can do, I can declare this on a hit. Yes, you can. You can use your. I'm going to pump. I'm going to pump uh, a second level spell slot into, or I'm, I'm going to pump uh, three mana into a elemental uh, smite. Basically, I'm just trying to see how much that is. Why don't I have that on my character sheet? It's a d6 per level of spells and let you sacrifice. Alright, so 2d6. Extra 2d6 of lightning damage, I think it is? Yes. Which, which may or may not do anything, but... Let me let me check here, because if it'll be anything, it'll be elemental traits. Uh, if it does anything, it's that's an extra um, 7 lightning damage. Pour everything into damage. That's yep. 54 damage total. As I need to take this keyboard off of this. Yeah. Uneven surface. Uneven surface so it doesn't keep slamming against the table while I'm typing. Um. Yes. Okay. Oh, and I gave one hit point, so I'm at 30. Yes, you are. Alright, uh, Shiana. How hurt does it look now? Uh, you can't tell, it's an elemental, it's made of air. <laughs> I'm, I'm attuned to air, maybe. <clears throat> Try stab it again. Oh. Uh, no, I can't because I'm level 4 shaman, so never mind. I just don't know why I didn't put that. 
24. 24? To hit. That hits, yes. Oh, the the uh, For what it's worth, the air element can make a fortune save for half damage. DC is... 17. Nine damage. It doesn't save it. Okay. Uh, is that with the plus two? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Garrick, I can hit something really hard once. <laughs> <laughs> it takes you two rounds to do it. I mean, it takes me two rounds to build. It took me two rounds to build up. Technically, only takes me one round to build up. The first round was trying to stay alive. I mean, exactly. It takes you two rounds to do it. The first round building yeah. up, and the second round actually hitting. Yeah, yeah. And but if I get, if I get, you're like a thoroughly more reasonable version of a Dragon Ball Z character. <laughs> if I get rock by, if I get rock by a weapon cast before the fight actually starts, then I can do it round one. It just uh, brick. What are you up to? As I mentioned. Yeah. Oh. Um, probably just gonna hit it again. Yeah, let's just hit it again. Mmm. Are, are you? Mm. <laughs> you get the plus four from Michael. And your natural one? No, no other. You reach out to claw at it, and your hand just gets caught up in the wind, and it ends up bending all the way back. And it's like your your hand flings back, and you have to like catch your catch yourself where you throw yourself off balance. Ow! Whoops. Uh, Nathanos is you know what? He kind of pulls his, a dagger off of his belt, and you see that same black energy that weaved into um, Solanus' arrows begin to form on it, and he hurls it, and it crashes into the elemental with an explosion, which hits. And it will be your... did more energy damage than it did physical damage. In fact, it did no physical damage, just the energy damage. Uh, and then... Do it again! Yes. I'm going to... Oh yeah, I'm raging, I can't. I can't get spells while raging, that's right. Ooh, I get more health, I forgot about that. I also get an extra five hit points. Alright. As Nathanos throws these three daggers, each of them pulsing with this dark magic that detonates inside the elemental as it hits. It stands up to it, but... Uh, Leaf, it's your turn. How was that shield holding up? Uh, it's starting to see cracks, but <clears throat> it's still holding. I'm also at 35 and 45 now, so... Yeah. A little bit better. So, seeing these shots from our dear goblin friend going way wide, and the currently in the middle of a malfunctioning gun that he was holding, I'm just going to kind of reach my hand in that general direction, toss it over, I'll fix it. Well, he can fix it, too. He's a tinker. I mean, yes, but I have emergency repair. I can fix it now. Uh, yeah. Um, Are you going to hold your action to emergency repair if he hands it to you? Yeah, because 
on next anyway, so yeah. Or you can run over to him and I fix just, it. I just toss it. Yeah. full round action. Oh. Yeah. Okay, okay. I just toss it. So you hold your action, you. you I, I go, I go ahead. Use your action to give it to him. I go ahead and pitch it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Go ahead and re your bear. What are you doing with your standard action? So the. Um, I'm gonna I'll just pull out my flintlock and try that. Sure. <laughs> Roll me an attack. See if this works sometime. Twenty-three. That hits. Yahoo! Yippity! Okay, here we go. Is that the first time you hit something? Uh, I think probably yeah today. I mean that's <laughs> this uh, session in a while. You know, in a, in a, in a, in a, in quite a while. It's a bit of a difference from Kilana. It's like <laughs> yeah, hit, 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 hit. Oh, I missed once. <laughs> Is the malfunction okay. rating of that gun Eight. one by any chance? Yes. Yes. Nice, because I rolled a twenty-two, and the check's DC is twenty plus double the device's MR. So, yeah. Twenty. And, oh, okay. Yeah. Before an action, you can make a craft tech device check so to repair so the malfunction. Exactly made it. Or broken tech device. Plus damage. Well, if you succeed, the device oh, does not destroy 13. itself or endanger its user due to the malfunction. Oh, right. Instead, 13. it operates normally for one hour and then simply ceases functioning until it can undergo normal repairs. <laughs> I did, Josh, how do you want to do this? <clears throat> okay, so I, I slide the thing off to him and I, I pull my gun out and think, okay, let's see, it's this general direction this time. <laughs> I just hit it high because <laughs> I don't want to hit anybody else. <laughs> And so, as you, you just kind of, like, this thing is going to explode if I don't hand it off. And you just toss it over to the, the half-orc. And you just, kind of, draw. you just kind of fumble with the, with the pistol on your belt, and you pull it, and you just kind of, like, steady it, figure out where you're trying to fire, and then just kind of close your eyes and squeeze. <laughs> Point straight in his, in his back, and then go up a little bit, yeah. and like, yeah. fire the shot just over his head. And the, the, the kickback hits you, and your eyes are closed, and you're just, like, waiting for the, for the retort or, like, someone else to get oh. hit. Uh, and then a couple of seconds later, nothing's happening, and you just kind of open your eyes, and the elemental is gone. Up. <laughs> to stay up. <laughs> I stay up. You, like, eventually, you kind of open your eyes, and the elemental isn't there anymore. <laughs> and then you begin opening your eyes, and then you see a cannon handed back into your face with holy duct tape all over it. <laughs> I actually have 50 of 40 hit points. There's just these fading lines of holy light going across the, the side of the barrel where it's been repaired. He just kind of hands it back to you. And, oh, it's not broken anymore. Well, it's going to stop working in about an hour, but, you know. <laughs> the actual malfunction doesn't happen, which is nice. It'll need to be repaired normally. Yes. But it will be more difficult to repair and impossible to upgrade. Right. That's why I wanted to take emergency repair on my last tanker, but, you know... Wisdom scores are for chumps. <laughs> so, as you as you look around, uh, the rangers are roughly at this point finishing off the elementals that have decided to rear themselves. As Sylvanas just kind of uh, steps up to b- between a couple of the of of the um, of the of the rangers. And just kind of brings a hand up and presses uh, two fingers to the bottom of her to the bottom of her throat and kind of inhales. And after a second of inhalation, she just releases this unholy screech that echoes through the air. That most of you have to cover your eardrums for a second as it becomes incredibly loud <clears throat> and there's this reverberation as the elementals that she, that she faces off against and releases this scream upon just 
like flutter and dissipate into the air. And after a moment, almost in reaction to the sheer noise of that scream, everything goes quiet for a second. Has the storm dissipated now that we've killed all these elementals? Uh, no. But it's a lot quieter now. Maybe that might just be the subjective comparison from the from yeah, the I mean, screen. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely is. I visibly shrink as my rage ends. Because <laughs> when orcs rage, they grow slightly. So, I'll sit down right where I am and start playing with that stupid cannon. Let <laughs> me repair check. Raise my. My massive, just my engineering. engineering. Raise my massive greatsword yeah, covered in rocks currently. It's my shoulder. Great. Sixteen. SFX. Uh, there was a there was actually a written repair DC uh, for repairing. I'm repairing oh, a device. Apparently, uh, I was probably part. Oh, okay. The GM. Okay. As for the more repairable, see chapter five skills. Okay. <laughs> That's the sound. We have SFX. <laughs> we have Rudy, and he well, makes a lot of sound effects. We were both making SFX. Is it the same as the total, yes? But Rudy, uh, yes, yeah, so he makes a dog noise too. Or is it different? Um, no, all we need is like points. clanging noises, slashing and stabbing noises, angry grunting noises. But that's actually fairly easy. Punching noises with magic and like some angelic chorus. Uh, also, I don't, it's not, it's not clanging noises, it's smashing noises. Uh, it's uh, repair, uh, repairing the DC. The DC is the same as the DC needed to make the item originally. Okay, so it's 18. Rock Batter uh, Weapon doesn't make my repairing it costs one fifth of its price. Oh. Rock Batter Weapon doesn't make my weapon's attack damage mm. bludgeoning. Alright. But I think. But it's a large enough slashing surface that it may as well be. <laughs> it's like the difference between, like, slashing with a rapier and slashing with a greatsword. Well, or, or uh, I, except applied to a greatsword. It's actually more. It's actually more uh, accurate to say it's the difference between a sword and an axe. Like the way a, the way an axe cuts versus the way a sword cuts. An axe doesn't cut because it's sharp. An axe cuts because it's a witch. <laughs> and you're just pressing real hard. And you are prying apart the two sides of whatever you're hitting. It's not a knife. It's a club with a very, very small surface area. There you go. You have a cleaver. Yeah, I, okay. I want, but the thing is, I'm making a cleaver twice the size <laughs> with rock biter weapon. So, so failing the repair, I gotta try again next time and yeah. still lose the number of <laughs> yeah. Okay, the amount of. Yeah. Okay. You don't you don't lose the material if you don't repair it successfully. Only if you fail by five or more. Yeah, if you, fa- if you fail the DC by more than five, you oh. lose the materials that you. So you only fail by two. So you're fine. I only fail. So I put my sword tip down. Okay. On the on the bridge as I passively begin regenerating hit points, um, and okay. sort of focus out and just see what. After all of this, what the reaction the storm has had, if any? Uh, it seems like the the elementals nearby went to attack because you disturbed their task. Mm-hmm. Um, but the number of elementals that are contributing to this, the storm is still going, and whatever okay. is going down there is big. Okay. 
does it? Okay. Can I tell what their task is? Uh, as far as you can tell, storm. So rain, on lightning, on something them. down there. The storm's task is attacking below. We shouldn't. There shouldn't be any risk to damage the ship. I just I'll call out. Is the magical shield armor uh, barrier still there? Ah, uh, for now, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to examine it. Okay, roll me Arcana. Uh, 18. So, it's similar to a spell that you've seen some of the, the priests are able to perform uh, an anti-magic shell. Um, but an anti-magic shell only protects someone from the effects <laughs> of magic, not from physical attack. Hmm. Um, this is... You spy runes. Not like arcane runes, but like actual runes. Um, in the in the lattice work of this spell that seems to be altering the nature of it. And you don't recognize the runes, but you recognize that they are rune work. Except for script? Uh, yeah, you can roll me a uh, you can roll me a sense runes, I think, is the ability that you have to decipher runic script. That's that sounds sounds death my abilities. So would that be just spirit or how uh, was it? Uh like where's your your sense runes ability? What is that specifically? Mm. Runic sense. Okay. Um, decipher script. They were trying that. Yeah, that's what I was trying. You can detect magic at will, it's only a text runes will only equal to it. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, roll me a just roll me a um Decipher script. Yeah, we're going to decipher script. Sure. It's what the skill is for. Uh, 12. 12? Uh, it's hard. You can't quite make out what this rune is or where it might come from. What about 19? I'll look over and see what he's doing. Uh... You don't know the runic... You don't know the runic alphabet at all. Yeah, okay, so I don't so, know the alphabet. Okay. Shucks. <laughs> This is the difference between this is the difference between somebody who knows Latin trying to decipher a code and someone who doesn't know Latin trying to decipher. It looks like a fish. Um, After after a while, um, a relatively short distance, maybe another fifteen twenty minutes, the clouds peel away, which. Is a very small radius for a storm. Yeah, it's a concentrated thunderstorm. Yeah, as, as, as the as the zeppelins pull clear of Where the storm cloud. Is that area geographically speaking? As you look down. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go look down and see where it was raining on. Um, you see, the shadow cast by these clouds is over a mass of gigantic wooden thorn structures that seem to be wrapping around a series of caverns in the mountain wall. Wilbur, then? Certainly looks like a similar structure to uh, previous um, Quillbor uh, locations. Someone was raining lightning on a Quillbor, then. Any Anybody in a big pointy hat nearby that might have uh, done this? 
Uh, actually, let me acknowledge geography. Point of order. The big pointy hats don't call lightning. I do. <laughs> then you should wear a big pointy hat. What's wrong with you? No. I'm already large enough. I don't need to make myself an even bigger target. I mean, yeah, but I mean, geek the mage. What? Geek the mage. <laughs> I'm rolling knowledge. Knowledge, geography. Knowledge, geography. You uh, 13. I mean, so there's only one major known Quillbore den that is on the southern end of the Barrens. Um, and you've never seen it in person, but it, this thing, this place seems to be massive, and the only place that, that you know of, of that size, is what would be considered by most people to be a Quillbore capital, which is Razorfen mm-hmm. Crawl. So something this big would have gained an infamy of its own, and I would know about it, basically. Yeah. Is there anyone around here that... Uh, anyone on the ground? I mean, it's real far up, so you can't really make out individual characters on the Any ground. groups or anything? Uh, not that you can see. Can I see where the lightning was striking? Uh, you can see where the lightning is still striking. Yeah. Um, it, it sort of occasionally a bolt of lightning will snake down between some of these thorn branches and land deep within the uh, within the shadowed. Okay, cabin. someone's actually in Razorfin Crawl. Yes. is what we're saying. It would seem somebody is summoning lightning from within the crawl. Should we go down and see? There's only a handful of. As far as I'm aware, there's only a handful of people that have the skill to... Uh, not skill, but, like, types of people to call lightning, and that's druids and shamans. And some other spiritual casters, with witch doctors, stuff like some that. Some witch doctors, but, like, priests don't. No. <clears throat> people who commune with the elements. Yeah. Mm. Oh, we shouldn't... We shouldn't detour ourselves, but it is worth noting that somebody is fighting with the Quillbors. Oh, the Quillbors are up to something. They are known to be a mystic species, correct? Do I know that? Yeah. yeah they are. Hmm. Though, whether they are the ones summoning lightning or someone else is summoning lightning, it is happening within the crawl. Well, judging by what we've seen of past uh, Quillbore establishments, and they might be being pushed to desperation. It's also somebody of, like, would I, would I understand that the amount of power there was in that storm means is sort of an equivalence to the power that the person has? Um, like, if I were to summon a cloud of thunder, somebody, I, I, I would also be able to clear it. Yeah. Like, if, if, if somebody of my power level was, was to do so, I'd yeah. be able to clear it. It might not be an individual. It could definitely be a coven of groups that were casting that storm. But yes, sort of the the strength of the storm and the and the strength of the elementals forming it is definitely an indication of the power of the spell being woven, whether that be by an individual or by a group. Yeah, I was unable to, I was unable to command the storm to move. So it would be an indication of the power at work, at the very least. The strength of those elementals is a good uh, um, measurement to use. 
So, best to leave that for another day. Still, something to report when we get back to uh, the hold. Hmm. I'll look over to Thanos. Yeah, my thanks, friend. No worry. It could be important to hold on to all of our assets and be ashamed to lose that arrow from the quiver too soon. Hmm. The rocks fall away from the sword. <laughs> For now, pallet. This is a pile of rubble on the ground. Little rocks? <laughs> no, the rocks. Okay, I thought you said little rocks. No, no, and... I said the rocks. <laughs> the rocks fall away from the sword. There's now a pile of rubble on the deck. And I was like, unless you're talking about the city, I don't think you're getting an accurate size comparison here. Okay. Alright. You continue on our way. Right. And the the next day passes rel- relatively uneventfully, unless any of you have any questions or conversation you wish to have with anyone. Probably going to talk with Montanas about the. Uh... <laughs> what was that room? It's just working, working in the lab of inventing a whole new branch of technology. Yep, Mark Kitten. Which I might talk to you like outside the campaign about. Oh yeah. Uh, so you approach you approach Thanos after the battle. I can I help you, large one? Yes, Thanos. Uh, that that barrier you, you created during the battle. What was that? Uh, it was a bit of a little trick that I picked up from my time aiding the offensive in Northrend. The Knights of the Ebon Blade, the Death Knights that served in bringing down the Lich King, are notorious, if among many things, for their unique runic magics. I see you practice the art as well. Something that I learned, the application of some of the runes found in Northrend to pre-existing spells can create some interesting effects. I see. And so would it be possible for me to to learn these? I suspect that if you truly wanted to, you could absolutely attempt, though that would mean a journey to the frozen north. Perhaps in another time, but for now, I think we should just we should finish this mission. Or, of course, finding someone who'd be able to teach you. You know of anyone willing to teach? There's a Death Knight who serves in the Horde, an orc by the name of Garganesh, and uh, he was the one who taught me this trick. I don't know where he's at right now, but when he's not in active duty, he tends to take time in Orgrimmar, reconnecting with the people that he lost, he calls it. I see. Hmm. And perhaps... And if, if I'm fortunate enough to, to run into him, I will see if I can... It's way over there. 
if I can find out. Tell him Blight Collar told you to find him. It'll put you in at least a better situation to speak to him. Thank you, Of course. All servants of the Horde should be as best equipped as they can. Especially when you're working with my lady. Returns to returns to his business. Anyone have anything else? Any questions for anybody? Any conversations? Nope. I just go back to finishing up all those things that I was going to make. Aren't you a talkative bunch? Yeah. Well. I. Well, no. We're not. We are not a very talkative bunch. Shanna's just going to look after Jenga and make sure he's not completely freaking out. I the most not having a good time, but the, the most I talked was when I explained my backstory, and then we're done. And it's like, all right, you know this stuff. Questions? No. Okay, let's go. <laughs> I imagine I'm talking about like certain things about technological stuff and running my the blueprints that I'm inventing past um, Josh because he's also the only reliable source of tools and materials to experiment with anyway. So generally. Do you need to kill people? Sure. Okay. And I basically mostly all I basically mostly already know his backstory, essentially. So yeah. any conversation about that would be like, oh yeah, that's right. You learned at some academy before, you know, you managed to get formally disowned, or did you just kinda get out of the blast radius before you figured that out? I just left. I just, I just ran away from home, essentially. <laughs> Where was so you got out of the blast radius before you could tell. <laughs> yes. Things happened. I thought, well, I, I've been in trouble the last couple of years anyway. I might as well just head off. <laughs> <laughs> Never looked back? Uh, I don't know what they're doing now. <laughs> I'll take that as a no. <clears throat> However, when I ran into a bunch of... Um, Harpies, I reconsidered. <laughs> How long have you been away from home at that point? I can't imagine it would have been long. No, it wasn't very long. I mean, I was still by myself. I was like, you know, realizing that, gee, harpies are around here. Maybe I should gang up with some other people. <laughs> and then you guys came along, so hey. Fascinating. Yeah. I forgot to add my plus two for having uh, master work tools uh, on my 16. Uh, it would have, would have been 18. Oh, well, that so would have been together. Time, yeah, my you first put time together. would have actually worked. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question, William. Yes. The banner of the Horde is a magic item, yes. It's a wondrous item. But it, it's, it's, it's not like the description is this is the banner of the Horde. <laughs> It's like, can I just take any banner, strap it to my back, and have a banner of the horde? No. I mean, that's <laughs> specific, it's a specific magic item that is made from horde banners. Alliance and, banner. And the horde! <laughs> you could theoretically use the same kind of magic to enchant any banner, yes, but the ones that are typically made are made using horde banners. Okay, okay. Well, no, I'm just curious, because it's like, it's just, this it's bright the- red banner marked the symbol of the horde, of the horde in, uh, inspires surrounding troops to greater alertness and endurance. It's like, it is 
it's just the banner of the horde on a stick. It's like, okay, I'm just gonna grab one, put it on my back, and have a wonder's item. No, it's <laughs> not how that works. It's like I could use that. I'll take yeah, that. Somebody has to spit on it to, to make it work. Gives all of us. It would give all of us plus one morale bonuses to listen and spot checks, and a plus one morale bonus to fortitude saves and stamina checks. <sighs> and I am a blade master, so it makes sense for me to wear a banner on my back. <laughs> It's kind of what we do. Yep. And then that makes you a target for exemplars. How expensive yep. is that item? I forgot. It's it's a lot, isn't it? Uh, two thousand five hundred gold. Oh, it's not that much. It's, it's not that big of an effect. Like there are other sashimonos that are way more powerful than that. Like the banner of the boar, or the banner of blades, or whatever it was called. Yeah. <sighs> Which is not in this book for some reason. There ain't more magic in the hand. Uh. More magic in the hand, one or the other, but still. But, so you, the rest of the day passes relatively uneventfully, and on the fifth day, the Zeppelins are within sight. Um, and as the, uh... Are we going to go around the Alliance thing so we don't get shot at again? <laughs> that's, that's the aim. And, um, as the, uh, as the Zeppelins are pulling around towards Desolation Hold... Uh, those of you that have any method of telescopic sight, if you got a spyglass or anything, you can see as, it, as you look around towards uh, Fort Triumph, four Zeppelins in the air is hard to miss, and there are definitely forces mobilizing on the walls. Okay. <laughs> but as you as you all look at the Alliance forces, they're sort of gathering themselves around the around the fort. Uh, you see Sylvanas and her six dark rangers just kind of line up on the side of the zeppelin and just start pulling arrows, pulling back and firing, and these arrows just start to loose from the zeppelin towards the towards the walls of, Desola- uh, of, of Fort Triumph. And very swiftly, people that were on the garrison walls are getting off because these arrows are striking with deadly accuracy, even at this distance. Teehee. And so, for those days, definitely, <laughs> there there is definitely a no. You don't get to try and shoot down these zeppelins style of defensive art, defensive fire going being laid down. Yeah, there is banner of the angry boar and banner of the crow. Banner of the crow lets you lets you cast pass wall. <laughs> this wall, no. Yeah, basically. And so, a few, uh, like, half an hour later of the occasional arrow being fired just to make sure that no one on the Alliance gets any ideas, um, the Zeppelins are moored to the main command tower of Desolation Hold, and the crews begin to offload the equipment and vehicles and tools and and a handful of soldiers that have come with. Good. Need a belt of giant strength. I need a million dollars. Yeah. Or a million gold. And the uh a million American dollars the the as you as you exit the Zeppelin, uh, you're greeted by Warlord Bloodhilt. His armor is pristine as always, his his hammer his maul is on his back. Alright. It's good to see my scouting parties come back with ample equipment for the fort. 
It's good to see all of you. Was there anything I had to relay from Nogginfogger? Uh, no, not okay. really. Good. <laughs> you do have a you do have a vile Nogginfogger elixir though. You do. Yeah, I was holding on to that. Yeah. I still don't really want to test it. <clears throat> Well, actually, correction. I may want to test it. I really don't want to drink it. <laughs> you want to test it on someone else, is what you're saying. I want to test it on something else. I'm not putting anyone else through that either. What is it supposed to do? It says drink me. Oh. And it's made by a guy named Noggin Fogger. I don't know how much I trust it. Actually, I know exactly how much I trust it. <laughs> Approximately this much. <laughs> not at all. Less than not at all. Well, we have a uh, major level um, cl- uh, cleric around, right? No. Is he still around? Druid. Oh, the druid. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Shoot. He's a cleric guy. Well, yeah. priest, but you know. I mean, that's the equivalent. Same thing. Yeah. I mean, if you want somebody to drink it. So why did he give it to you? He just handed it to the group in general. Oh, I see. And you took it. Free samples to drum up business. Basically. Oh. I mean, it's not like he isn't making these things I, for I like will, two uh, top uh, yeah, that's right. I, so, gold. Bloodhilt comes up. Uh, <laughs> I will... Uh, Commander Bloodhilt, as a stepping to one side, indicating with my free hand, Lady Sylvanas Windrunner, Queen of the Forsaken. And Sylvanas steps up. Warlord Bloodhilt puts his fist to his chest. From God, Banshee Queen. You would be the second honored dignitary that has arrived today. Second? Who's the first? Yes, all of you. I will introduce you to the chieftain of the Darkspear Trolls, Vol'jin, as he looks over his shoulder and indicates to this tall, blue-skinned troll who is approaching from the other side of the room. His... Long hair is pulled back into a uh, sort of a dreaded mohawk as he approaches and looks over all of you. His hair is this sort of very bright orange that sort of trails behind his shoulders and his face, where the sort of blue mossy skin texture reaches to his face, it is painted completely white with the visage of a skull and his tusks are adorned with various jewelry and adornments and this heavy leather armor as he walks with this sort of curving blade in his right hand. What's the reputation of the Darkspear tribe? Uh, they are the primary tribe of trolls that serves in the Horde, so right. most of okay. the trolls that people are familiar with are Darkspear. They're not the... None of the jungle trolls from, east, from the Eastern Kingdoms came with us, did they? No. Forest trolls. Or forest trolls. Yeah. Not jungle trolls, yeah. And he's, he sort of has this, like, underneath the, the heavy white skull face paint, is there's a small, like, chin beard that's tied off at the bottom, equally bright orange in coloration to his hair. Um, and he looks over the group of you. Well, you must be the new recruits come out of the Valley of Trials a ways back. I be Vol'jin, and I speak for the Dark Spear. Good to see you making a name for yourself. As he looks over the group of you, and then his eyes rest on Sylvanas. Windrunner. Good to see ya. And you can almost read, there's just the subtlest hint of venom in there. 
but it's definitely held back by we are allies. I might not like you, but we're allies. <clears throat> I've been meaning to speak with you. I got uh, some conversation for you before we deal with this problem. If you don't mind. Of course, Volgen. Silvana says, and the two of them sort of disappear out of the room, speaking in hushed tones to each other. And Bloodhill kind of turns to the rest of you. Volgen and a group of Darkspear hunters on Raptorback arrived recently, also coming to reinforce us and swiftly deal with the problem at Fort Triumph. It seems like word has finally gotten to the horde of how bad the situation is. I notice it definitely seems as though they're giving this fort quite a deal of importance. I'm not certain why, but... At the very least, I'm glad to have reinforcements. A victory over the Alliance is likely necessary at this current time to establish the dominance of the Horde in the wake of the Cataclysm. That's definitely one reasoning, although I would wonder why this front and not any other. Do we have any further orders, uh, Commander? Well, (laughs) the attack is to commence tomorrow before the sun rises, so the Alliance has the least amount of light to work with. And our Dark Rangers can be at their most effective. We need preparation. We need scouting. Any work you feel like you can do, feel free, but I'll be coordinating the attack forces. You all have acquitted yourself well, so you'll be moving directly with me when the attack comes. Very well, Commander. For now, you've got the evening. Make preparations, get ready for battle. Don't any war paint if you favor it. As you, as you command. We'll break off, I guess. Alright. Well, we'll take the evening rest, prepare anything that you feel need to do, that you feel necessary. We'll reconvene. Uh, before you all leave, Bloodhilt turns to you. Goblin. How do you feel about taking some of the new equipment for a test drive when the fight comes? New equipment. Shredders. He, uh, he indicates to the goblin shredders being offloaded in <laughs> one of the zeppelins. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Twist my leg, why don't you? <laughs> Sounds like a fun thing to play with. <clears throat> oh, they're in here, aren't they? I was going they? to suggest, possibly, uh, but I guess it might be not enough time at this point. Uh, Seeing the way that the uh, the Dark Rangers were keeping the Alliance off the wall, I could go out and retrieve a lot of that trash out in the no man's land during that. I mean, if we could certainly arrange for suppressive fire to cover a scavenging effort. Because I can um, put together some kind of a clockwork uh, device that would pull some of that stuff back on its own. If I just go out there and take the time to build something and set it in motion and then get out. So I get stealth in and stealth out. I doubt we have the time to build something reliable, but I can put you in charge of a scavenging team and we can lay down some suppressing fire and get you time to retrieve some equipment. I imagine the shredders would be able to drag them pretty well, too. Like, oh, well, but I, don't, I didn't want to put anything big out there. I just wanted to build something small. Yeah, he just wanted to build like a, a ground crawler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to go out there 
and be able to build something at, at a site of you know pulling something back and then literally and, 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 automated and, and, and salvager just being, yeah. being out of there and then having the, the, the some kind of robotic thing pull the stuff back a salvage so that, so that uh, I'm not anywhere near it if they try shooting at it <laughs> I doubt we have the time for that but I'll send you out I'll send you out with some kodos and some grunts to cover your back okay and we can begin a salvage operation I'll do some okay I'll do some of that then all right uh, roll me a Hmm. That's appropriate check. Cobble check. Oh, how do we do a cobble check anyway? Uh, so that's, that's just craft. That's craft. That's craft. Let's have you roll a search check. Okay. Out of curiosity, um, have there been any? Has the fort stocked up any magical items? In the past little while, not at the moment. Okay, uh, twenty-eight. 28. One, one can hope. So, with uh, with the help of these, uh, the couple of grunts that have been down with you in the kodos, uh, you managed to salvage and pull back the majority of a couple of the siege engines. You pull back two husks from the demolishers that had been scattered around, and even there was one alliance siege tank. That was a real fancy and enticing target that had been mostly scrapped. Uh, but you managed to, to haul its carcass back into Desolation Hold. Okay. So you, you pulled that back two demolishers and a siege tank. Um, okay. Do I know any... Um, do I know any of my ancestral war paint? Uh, of the Bladewind clan? Yeah. Um, that would mostly be... Um, it would be uh, blood red... Uh, traces down from the eyes to around the chin uh, to indicate um, aggression, primarily. Yeah. And then across the body, it would usually... Most of it's red. Mm -hmm. um, and it's usually uh, like laceration marks to give the appearance of being a warrior who has already fought through a dozen wounds and is still coming strong. So just highlighting my wounds, basically. Yeah. My scars. Basically. Um, I'm, going to I'm going to put on the Blamond uh, war paint. And I'm going to add black <laughs> along the jaw. Hmm. An homage to Hell Scream. Yeah. yeah. And so you, you sort of the the like, so, the so that basically so that the, 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 the red lines still come over, but they come as they hit here basically they pass into black. Yeah. And so the, 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 the idea of the Blade Winds war paint is to create the image of a berserk marauder who is heedless to the numerous bloody wounds they seem to have received over the course of the fight. Mm -hmm. And then coupling that with the black of the Hellscream, uh, which is designed to hide the user's lower jaw and make it seem like their mouth is open even wider than it could possibly be whenever they release a battle roar. Uh, creates a suitably intimidating visage. And then, uh, just for me, uh, just for me, I'm going to add in, um, along the, along my arms, I'm going to add in, um, air symbols. Mm -hmm. Just along both arms. Elemental air symbols. So, that's, that's what I'm doing, basically, in preparation. And so as the as the night dawns, or at night dawns, as the night dawns, <laughs> as as the as the night grows long, and the group of you slowly begin to gather uh, with Warlord Bloodhelt, you see that Garrick 
as he approaches is decked in this blood red that looks like he's been sliced open at a hundred different locations with the with the way the red or ornaments, and then his entire jaw is just painted solid black. Any of you have any other preparations you want to make? What's the terrain around here like again? Uh, very split, craggy terrain. It's difficult terrain to cross over for most of it, and the there's a lot of cover. And hmm, a lot of cover. I, I want to take a look out at the other fort. Can I see anything? Like... Other than, of course, them hiding when he gives the order for suppressive fire, what can I see on their walls? Um, they mostly look like traditional um, parapets, uh, the you know, sort of like heavy stone brick with the occasional tower. Have uh, they made any turret. modifications at all? Uh, roll me a search check. Or upgrades or whatever. <clears throat> 21? 21. Uh, you spot what looks to be the beginnings of a couple of ballista being built on a couple of the turrets, uh, which, built in a, in a defensible position, would have given them the ability to basically siege the walls until something buckled uh, if they had managed to complete them, but it looks like they, ha- they aren't done yet, which means this attack probably couldn't come at a better time. Because hmm. if those got finished, then it would basically be a matter of time and ammunition. I know last time I looked, it seemed like there weren't really enough people to run the walls. Does it seem like they've gotten reinforcements? Yes. Just the number of heads that, that pop up and occasionally have to duck down from arrows has increased from what you saw last time. Okay. Because the water's at their back, basically, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to make an indication so people can see that Ollie has something to say. John. <laughs> yes, yeah, It's okay. I, I was just going to say Shanna's also going to put on working. Alright. What are you looking for? Um, she's gonna do just the red war paint. Does she take her claw off and to do that? She can do it. She can manage the claw. <laughs> yeah. Without scratching herself. What, what kind of style are you looking for? <clears throat> um. Because you don't have a, you don't have any know. clan ancestry, do you? Mm-mm. Huh. Um, I do not know Warcraft. Warpaint styles. I mean, a yellow smiley face. I mean, it's warpaint. It's any kind you of warpaint you that, want. That would be Tommy. You can not <laughs> Fiona. You can ask Garrick if you want. You 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 could do any kind of warpaint that sounds cool to you or to your character. You could you could do the Furiosa if you wanted to, and just the upper half of your face just warpainted mm-hmm. black. Yeah. No, I'm thinking. I'm gonna do like three like scratch marks on either cheek. Mm-hmm. Going straight down, and she's also gonna put some like under the jaw, like going down the sides of the neck mm-hmm. on either side. War paint is important. It's not only culture; it's also terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> the idea is to scare your enemy. So. All right. I'm trying to find where the treasures are. Anyone else have any preparations? How long do we have? Uh, you got uh, probably about eight hours. Here's hmm. the question: Would that Does Leaf put on any war paint? 
I'm curious. How I mean, there far is, there is, is more paint for the healers. How far is the water line? Uh, based on the, the geography and the maps that you found, uh, the water line from the back of Fort Triumph is over a small crest of hills. It's about a 600, maybe a couple thousand feet. I think the longest distance that you've been told, and because maps are inconsistent and distances are hard to judge, especially when it's enemy territory, is about a mile from from uh, from from the end of the fort to the shoreline. Okay. I. Hmm. When we were on the. Lint, were we able to see the uh, water at all from there? Yeah, absolutely. Were there, it didn't seem like there were any ships there at all? Oh, there were definitely ships. There okay. were Alliance ships sort of moored on the, on, the, on the shore. Whether or not they were fresh or not, you have no idea. Whether they were ships that had just arrived or whether they were ships that had been there for a while. Was I able to see any sort of emblems on them? <clears throat> anything indicating where they might have come from or through? Um... So the the ships themselves, when you would have seen them, would have been sort of these very long, dark wood ships with sort of the, the golden figureheads with the, the head of an eagle as the front, which is the sort of iconic human style of ship. They, they build these, like them, a lot, uh, usually from the human kingdoms. Um, the banners uh, would have been blue with the golden symbol of a lion's head centered in it. Hmm. Which you know is the symbol of Stormwind. Okay. So reinforcements from Stormwind, basically. Basically, as far as you can tell. Gotcha. And can I estimate anything about how many there would end up being from the number of ships? I, you only saw three ships, um, but they were relatively large. So if one of them was holding equipment, they wouldn't have as many troops. But if one of them was holding just troops, they could have a good number of them. Mm-hmm. At least a battalion each. So judging from that many ships, we had like four airships. So depending on how many ships came and left, we could be looking at they've probably got even numbers. Totally of yeah, they've probably gotten around the same amount of reinforcements that we've done. Yeah. Yes, but like your your zeppelins might be smaller, but you've also gotten ground reinforcements. Yeah. Yeah. Controls. Gotcha. So like is not even numbers. We'll see. Yeah. Hmm. I'd like to check the uh, the progress of the uh, of the uh, oh, what's it called? Oh, what was his name? Uh, the one that was going to make the uh, try to make the. The fertile land. Yeah. See see how that's going. Uh, There is, actually, as you notice, um, just to the south of the fort, uh, like using the fort as a shield to cover it from Fort Triumph, um, there is a series of, of, like, small farm, like, patty squares, basically, that are growing a variety of different plant life. Carrots and gourds and different other kinds of plants that are helping to fund, and also there's a couple of wells that are back there that seem to be pulling up clean water. Awesome. 
Uh, would, would, so I'd be able to get back there safely. Yeah, okay. yeah. Especially, especially while the while the rangers are laying down suppressive fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over there and have a, a closer look. Yeah. You make your way over, and yeah, you see there's the, there's a handful of soldiers who are tasked with basically crop duty. Uh, and they're making sure that all the plants are properly taken care of. They occasionally pull up bundles of them to bring into the fort. Oh, so it's doing pretty well then, right? Yeah, you imagine a, an effective druid can get a lot of this done real quick. Okay. I was going to see if, uh, what's it called? If it would have needed a sigil of purification, but it sounds like it's doing pretty it's well. It's doing alright. Okay. That's good. Alright. Um, uh, Josh brought in some some wreckage, right? Yep. Yeah. Like, uh, what was it? Uh, two, two demolishers and a siege tank. They're, are they pretty well gutted? Yeah, they're they're pretty they're pretty they're pretty, they're pretty, they're pretty yeah. destroyed. <laughs> they definitely wouldn't be able to be put together in time for the siege, but you know, uh, but um, I think I can do something to uh, make it a little a little bit uh, quicker. It won't it, it won't be. Too, too big of a thing, but uh, I could probably could I probably use maybe a glyph of mending to fix the outer. Oh yeah, you could definitely use the glyph of mending to help sort of repair a lot of the the, the, the structural damage, damage yeah. which would definitely be an important part. So yeah, I'll do that to I'll do that to two of them to two of them. All right. So you, you lay down those glyphs, and the the steel slowly begins to knit itself back together as a lot of the structural damage slowly starts to repair itself. Are you there? Yeah, um, at the time. Yeah. So yeah. You see, doing yeah, you, you see, yeah. you see, Brick kind of steps over and begins to trace runes on two. On, I'm assuming the demolishers first, probably. Yeah, whichever one yeah. looks like it'd be more useful. Yeah, because the demolishers are the ones that the horde military is more used to using. The siege tank is enemy technology, which would be useful, but takes a while to learn. Yeah. Uh, and so you. He places the, the runes on each of those, and the wood and metal that had been sort of rent and torn out of place slowly begins to re-knit itself into proper shape. Uh, it, it won't restore functionality. That'll require a lot more work, but it does it does repair a lot of the structural damage and helps make the... There will be less parts you have to replace, basically, on the chassis. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> So everyone basically like, where are we supposed to gather after this? Basically, uh, you are meeting uh, uh, in at, at the end of your allotted time. You're meeting with Warlord Bloodfell, who will be giving you direct instructions. Cool. Yep. All right, and then I guess I won't, that, that's all I do until then. So, all right. Alright, so, as all of you meet together on in the middle of the fort with Warlord Bloodhilt, um, as he uh, gathers you all together, um, he looks at each of you, Alright, I hope everyone's ready, and I hope you're all ready to get your first real taste of battle. Because I'm going to put you in, in command of each each of you, in command of a unit. And that's where we're going to end tonight. Okay. Say bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Goodbye. And.